Hi, thank you for joining me. My name is John Newby. This is John 2028 Apologetics and Lion and the Lamb Podcast. This is Season 1, Episode 18. And we're going to discuss some politics again. And if you're familiar again, you're familiar with my channel on YouTube. I don't talk politics, but on my podcast, I do venture into it a little bit. And we're going to have to talk about this because we have... The Vice President, Kamala Harris, taking um, probably the most important, one of the most important, or they're all important, one of the most important messages in all of Scripture, and using it out of context to um, try to convince people to get vaccinated. Okay? <laughs> Alright, so let's go ahead and play this soundbite here. Help us to urge folks and say to them, look, it's time to roll up your sleeve and get the shot. And if you already have, let's talk to somebody else we know who has it and let them know now is the time to get this done. You know, the governor has helped set up a mobile vaccination unit right outside of here. And the bottom line is that getting vaccinated is safe. And it is, and I say this here, it is the ultimate act of solidarity, right? All right, first of all, um, <laughs> telling someone to get vaccinated is not the ultimate sign of solidarity or the fancy word she's trying to use is uh, serving someone, doing what's best for them. What that is, is giving them the message of the gospel. That is the ultimate show of love for your neighbor, which she's about to twist that into. Okay, so let's. So she's already massively in error because nothing's more important than your relationship with Christ. Because that is eternal ramifications. You want to use big words here. Ramifications. That has eternal ramifications let's continue you know we i think all embrace whatever our background the spirit of love thy neighbor the spirit of love thy neighbor the spirit of love thy neighbor so whatever background so she can't even say that this is a christian doctrine and it is. She can't even say or or even hint that she's quoting Christ because she doesn't want to offend anybody. First of all, that's a massive problem in itself. What didn't Peter deny Christ? Think about that. Okay? So you know, the world's not afraid to say who the world loves. Christians, for sure, should not be ashamed or afraid to say who we love. Okay? Doesn't the scripture say, if you don't, you don't say you love me or you don't show that you love me, or if you're ashamed of me, I'm going to be ashamed of you? So even she's even quoting our Lord here, and she won't even say it. Doesn't matter what background, love thy neighbor... I'm going to rewind it again. 
Listen. Neighbor, the spirit of love thy neighbor. And getting vaccinated is truly an extension of that. And it's about not only our neighbor next door, it's about the man on the side of the street. It's about seeing in the face of a perfect stranger, a friend, and interacting with them in that spirit. Okay. So, <laughs> um, I don't claim any party, okay? I don't, alright? Um, I will say this, that I do vote more conservative slash Republican because they are stronger against abortion. Um, so that is my number one uh, topic, okay? It's abortion. It literally is my number one. Whatever candidate is the toughest on abortion, and none of them are tough enough. It needs to be outlawed. It needs to be against the law because it's murder. That's my stance. So, you know, I'm not like hinting around that I care about one party more than another. I, I care less about either one of them. Okay, but my number one topic, or like I said, is abortion. So I do, I do stand on the side of conservatives slash Republicans more. With that said, she is obviously placating to people that think like her, and she's taking the scripture completely out of context. And she is applying love thy neighbor to try to convince people that it is the right thing to do that you should be vaccinated because it's showing true love for your neighbor. Because you're looking out for them. That's what she's trying to imply here. First of all, she couldn't even use the Lord's name. Second of all, she couldn't even quote the Lord saying it correctly. Third of all, she took it completely out of context. So, again, this isn't a podcast where I'm, you know, secretly a Trump supporter or whatever. And I'm trying to take an opportunity here to, to hit the vice president over the head here. Metaphorically. Okay? It's not it. I'm literally bringing this up because she is taking the most important message, one of the most important messages that Christ ever said, and it's to love your neighbor. Okay, so let's go ahead and just go to the scripture. Okay? So, you know, an expert in the law tried to test the Lord. All right, so we go to Matthew 22. All right, so he asked him, what's the greatest commandment in the law of Moses? And Jesus said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. Now listen to what follows right after. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On those two commandments hang on the law of the prophets. Okay, so so love your neighbor as yourself. So think about this for a moment. So what does that mean? Well, 
you are supposed to love the God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your mind. And you're supposed to love, or you're supposed to love your neighbor as yourself. So your neighbor is supposed to love, you're supposed to show your neighbor and treat your neighbor with love and respect and teach them about the Lord. Because you know and you love the Lord with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. That's what the scripture is saying. Okay? We are to love God supremely. And by the way, you know, Jesus is quoting Leviticus 19. Alright, so Leviticus 19, 9 through 18, okay? I'm going to read it, alright? When you reap the harvest of your land, you shall not wholly reap the corners of your field, nor shall you gather the gleanings of your harvest. And you shall not glean your vineyard, nor shall you gather every grape of your vineyard. You shall leave them for the poor and the stranger. I am the Lord your God. You shall not steal or deal falsely, nor lie to one another. You shall not swear by my name falsely, nor shall you profane my name of your God. I am the Lord. You shall not cheat your neighbor nor rob him. The wage of him who is hired shall not remain with him in all night until morning. You shall not curse the deaf, nor put a stumbling block before the blind, but shall fear your God. I am the Lord. Okay, so, by the way, so let's listen to all this language about Basically, I'm number one. Fear if you gotta fear the Lord, you know, don't say my name in vain. This is what this is all this is wrapped up in. You shall not or you shall do no injustice in judgment. You shall not be partial to the poor, nor honor the person of the mighty. In righteousness you shall judge your neighbor. You shall not go about as a tell okay, let's go back real quick. In righteousness you shall judge your neighbor. That's a whole other topic that Christians aren't supposed to judge. We're not supposed to judge as far as Christ is the final judge and jury, but we're absolutely supposed to use the scriptures to determine what someone should and shouldn't be doing and hold each other accountable. Okay? That's that's a ridiculous argument that people don't know the scriptures try to say. That's a whole other topic. Sorry, I didn't mean to go on a tangent. All right? In righteousness, you shall judge your neighbor. You shall not go about as a tale-bearer among your people, nor shall you take a stand against the life of your neighbor. I am the Lord. You shall not hate your brother in your heart. You shall surely rebuke your neighbor and not bear sin because of him. You shall not take vengeance nor bear any grudge against the children of your people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. So one article here has it perfectly. Notice that loving our neighbor would include sharing with the poor and the alien. Compassion and absolute honesty and justice. Listen to that. Absolute honesty and justice in our relationships with others. Impartiality or a refusal to be a party or a gossip or slander. Okay? So, and then it goes into, you know, the royal laws in James 2.8. Okay? So, and, and sums it up here perfectly. This is, I agree with this 100%. It is a fact that anyone who does not have a personal relationship with God through the Lord Jesus Christ will die in his sins and face eternity in hell. Therefore, we owe it to our neighbors to lovingly share with them the good news of the gospel. True believers have been forgiven, 
possess eternal life and have blessings forever as a result of others who share the gospel with them. God's love is evidence in us as we communicate this precious gospel and love others as we have been loved. That is loving thy neighbor. That is loving thy neighbor. Okay? Not taking a experimental shot about a virus that we don't know much about and it's best for your neighbor. Okay? So Kamala Harris will be held accountable for taking the Lord's um, words out of context. And I believe that she knows she's taking the Lord's words out of context. She can't even say the Lord's name, said it. She won't even give the Lord credit for saying it. Probably because she doesn't want to hurt no one's feelings. <laughs> but she will be held accountable for that. Just like all politicians. Just like Trump. Just like Obama. Just like Biden. Just like all of them. Okay? Alright? So, and this is why I don't bury myself into politics. Or, or excuse me. I do bury myself in politics because it's interesting and fascinating, but I don't I don't put hope in and hang my hat on man or woman in this instance. Because what does the scripture teach us? That humans, mankind, fall. Noah, Adam, Moses, all of them fall. All of them fail. None of them are good enough. For God. That's why he had to send his eternal begotten son. None of them are good enough. You can't put your faith and hope and strength into politicians. They're going to fail. Just like Ravi Zacharias. I did a podcast on him earlier. Great, great uh, apologist. And he struggled with sexual immorality. And he went to his deathbed without repentance. Fantastic speaker, high IQ. Okay. Led, I'm sure, a lot of people to the Lord. I've read, I got his book, Kingdom of the Colts, where he helped write, co write. I mean, I mean, just high IQ. Right? And he struggled with, with sex and sin and, and bra, not brothels, but uh, massage parlors. Okay. But what does that teach you? It's like David, King David. You can't put your faith and trust and love into man. I don't care if it's Trump or Biden or Obama or Kamala Harris. You have to put your faith in the one who beat the grave. And Kamala Harris took the Lord's name or excuse me, took the Lord's words out of context and wouldn't even say his name as he famously quoted them. Love thy neighbor. You could walk up to anybody. You could walk up to anybody that doesn't know anything about the Bible. I, I'm a power lifter. I got buddies who are atheists and agnostics who mock Jesus all the time, make fun. We get in massive big debates as we lift weights and they don't know a lick about the scripture. If I walk up to them and said right now, love thy neighbor. If I just said that. They know exactly who said it they know exactly where it's written at. Oh, that's from the Bible. That's Jesus said. Or your sky or your sky daddy, as they say. Okay, something like that. Alright. But they know who said it. Everyone knows who said that. And Kamala Harris couldn't even acknowledge that. 
and you're going to trust her for her exegesis of the scripture, she will be held accountable. Love thy neighbor. Want to love thy neighbor? Love thy neighbor is, you know, say hi to them and build a relationship and a bridge to them. And when you get the opportunity and you have them over for dinner or something, tell them about the risen king. That's love thy neighbor. Thank you for listening. God bless you in Jesus' name.